asked me to speak, I was, again, nah, probably shouldn't. <laughs> probably shouldn't. You know, you have life, and you have things in your life, and you go, yeah, you probably shouldn't. But I didn't get the text to the next day, I thought. I looked at it, and I was already a day behind. <laughs> I'm like, at 9.30 at night? And I didn't. I responded at 8:30 at night. I think, right? The next day. So I was like, I, I thought it came that morning. But anyway. Yeah. I want to start this way. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you that you, your blood has washed away our sins. We thank you for your sacrifice. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to touch our minds and our hearts, anoint our ears, open our eyes, that we may see what you have for us today, God. Let us lay aside every weight and sin that would so easily beset us from entering into your presence. You said, who shall dwell in thy holy hill? Clean heart and clean hands. Let us enter, sprinkle us today, God. Remove the weight from us. John said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Takes away the sin of the world. If we th- all the sin of the world, not just for the Christian, not just for the Catholic, the Protestant, all sin. He said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I believe that you can insert there and go, All sin. I am the beginning and the end. Everything. If you have a sin, think about it. Don't say it out loud. Have a sin, it's covered. Paid. It's stamped paid. Not just, we, we in the church world and church body through the years, it becomes so normal for us to say all of our sins are paid for. And he, here it is Easter and it's risen from the grave. We overlook the fact that what he did, he paid it all. His life. And then we, you know, we, we wear our hats and our suits and our ties. And, 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 and we look nice coming in. We look forward to Easter. And, and, and ministry, it's the Super Bowl of Sundays. That's when everybody's coming. We have to get their attention. We have to get their focus. This is our one opportunity this year to, to speak to them about Christ. One time a year. We should celebrate the risen Savior every day. Every day. Every day, because all sin has been forgiven. Not just mine, not just Sean's. All sin. The homeless, the, the helpless, the criminals. All sin. For all time. Our minds can't really fathom that. But God, I did. It's paid. But God, I, it's paid. The reason I keep bringing up this all is that as you read in, the, in Revelations, when he's talking about who will enter in, it's about unbelief. Sin is not mentioned. Because when Christ says it's finished, there is no more sin. The finished work, there is no more sin. 
I don't know how that's happening, man. <laughs> so, let me collect my thoughts again. First Peter three eighteen. I'm doing this without glasses. That's kind of cool. First Peter three eighteen. For indeed Christ for Christ died for sins once for all, the just and righteous, for the unjust and the unrighteous, the innocent for the guilty, so that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit in which he also went and preached to the spirits now in prison, who once were disobedient when the great patience of God was waiting in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, Noah's family, were brought safely through the water. But with everything paid, it's very easy to become saved. Everybody, we, we, everybody, the church in general, we must be saved. And we, we, we pound as a general, not pointing any fingers. But the last hundred years, we've taken what he meant to be a gift and something that you could embrace and be happy about and become a weight. Like the laws. The denominations kept building and building and building until there's so much weight upon the people that it's easier to, oh, I, I just want to, I don't want to do this no more. I do not. I can't handle the weight. I can't handle the weight. I keep, all right. So I've recently heard about a, a woman and a man, a husband and wife, that they were completely in love. But the husband come up with a list, a list of things that had to be done when the food was prepped, when the clothes was washed, what day she could clean. He had 20, 25 rules that had to be, it was it, not an option, it will be done. She grew to hate the rules. She grew to hate him. Time went on and the man died. The woman Free from the man, traveled some. She met a man. The man treated her like she wanted to be treated. So much so that they fell in love and they got married. Years go by, the couple's still happy, things going on. She's cleaning out, getting rid of some things from her ex-husband, or ex-husband, her, her the dead husband. She runs across the list, the very list that used to hold her in chains and bondage, the very list. And she began laughing and become amused. I do the, all of these now for him. The husband I have now. And he's never once asked me to do them. But I love him. And this time, the rules was a pleasure to do it. So the rules in here, as, as we've been taught in church, we make people on the outside go, I can't meet those rules. How many times have I been told in this part of the country, 
Oh, I couldn't go to the church. It would fall down on me. It's because of their rules. And it's not the relationship. Once we have the relationship, the rules is not a problem. We forget about those, those unconditional love of Him. What can separate us from the love of God? Nothing. How is that? Because Christ Himself is the love of God. He is love. You can't be separated from Him. He is for you. He's My thoughts just went away. Lord, touch my mind. Carry me where you want me to go. Do not let me waste this opportunity. First John 1 John 1.9 If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, He is faithful and just, true to His own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually. Continually cleanse us from all unrighteousness, our wrongdoing, everything not in conformity with His will and purpose. I don't want to let Resurrection Sunday pass us by. I don't want it to be a mindset that, like I said before, we celebrate once a year. We have to live that. The world is looking for Him. We are the embodied of Christ here on this earth. He is the head. And when we, we're not listening and we're not looking, what did Christ say? I only do and say what the Father says. That's all He does. That's all He did. He's asking us to do the same thing. He said, Father, the same as we are one, let them be one with you and I. Let us hear what you're saying, God. Let us become the hands. Recently, I did did a funeral, and I brought it up, and I brought these up here today. Our bodies are nothing but like these gloves that were put on so we put on Christ. We this is just this is just a shell. That's all this body is. When the work's done, you take them off. But Christ asked us to become his hands. All we do is put on Christ. And we can help the brother. We can help the other. I'm not sure why he had me to bring these up here. It's for somebody. We Sean, last week you spoke of how we the people, the very people around Christ didn't see him. Mary was going with stuff to anoint his body. She was looking for a dead man. Now, this woman was around Christ for three, three and a half years. She had been in the temple and heard, healing shall be in his wings when he comes. She was probably there when the woman reached and grabbed the tassels of his clothes, his wings on his talif. She was healed. She saw that. She heard. But yet she was going to anoint a dead body. Because of her love for the for the master, 
but yet going to anoint a dead body. Who's going to move that stone, you said? It's a huge stone. There's guards there. Who's going to move that stone so we can anoint him? One of the Gospels says that she saw the light and the stone moved as she was going to it. She saw the great light and felt the earth and the stone rolled away. She saw that. Did she? But the point is, she was still going to anoint a dead body. It was over. Our Messiah, the one that had been talked about and promised for so many years was not coming. He's gone. That's it. Our hope is gone. But resurrection. He come back with the keys to death, hell, and the grave. With all authority. Every army, every principality is subject to his authority completely. He doesn't, they, they, if anything happens, it comes through him. Everything is through him now. We as Christians now, we miss him. We miss him. We don't see him. We don't see him. We get busy with our lives and with work and our relationships or the lack of relationships. The people in the world have to see Christ through us. No matter what kind of shape or fashion it is, He lives in us. This suit this morning, Christine said, just wear whatever makes you feel good. I feel good in a suit. I just do. I enjoy it. I enjoy wearing a suit. But now, if we think about earlier when I started, behold the Lamb. Behold the Lamb is the way He was introduced. I guarantee you the Pharisees were there in their robes, in their tablets, hanging around their neck with the stones, those stones of witness. This is not the Son of God. But yet they didn't recognize Him, and yet all through Scripture, in order to be a Pharisee, even to have the privilege of wearing that robe, they had to be able to quote every dot and tittle of the first five books of the Bible. Quote it. That was their test. When you can do that, and then maybe we'll let you be a Pharisee. You may have been born into it, but you had to earn it. They missed him. John, like she was going and looking for a dead man, they missed him. But yet the scripture that they studied so intently, let us not get so intently that we miss him. Let us not be the Pharisees today like they were then. Yeah. We miss we miss our opportunities. As Christ wept over Jerusalem, it's because they miss, they missed the visitation of the Messiah. He was there. The disciples themselves, when Mary says, Listen, I saw a light from heaven and it came down and the stone was rolled away and there's an earthquake. And a man there told me that they he was gone. Yeah, she's crazy. She is crazy. These men saw blind eyes open. Limbs come back. They saw the dead raised. Lazarus. They were there. 
ever want the miracles. And plus they had intimate time with him where they sat around fire, uh, cooking and eating together, fellowshipping together. But they didn't know him. Are, do we as a people, do we not know him? Have we got so busy with world things of the pandemics and, and all sins of all? It don't matter who walks through that door or who you pass on the street. For everyone. The only thing separating an unbeliever and a believer. That's it. The three. There was three that day. He was in the middle. Two thieves to the left and right. One believed and one didn't. One went to be with him in paradise and the other perished. Belief. He paid the ultimate price. But yet the glorious news is that we walk now with him. We are free with him. We are no longer laden with the weight of this world and sin with him. He is there with open arms saying, come to me, all the earth heavy laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. I will help you. When you think you're not helpless, when you think you're helpless, when you when your mind is weighed down with the cares of the world. When you're around people and you feel lonely. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I can't continue. I have to go to Romans 8. I brought a friend with me. I've used this so much that I've abandoned my friend. Romans 8.32 I wanted to read from it today. He who also did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Freely give us. We get so carried away. I get so carried away. I have gotten so carried away. Like a Pharisee. That I forgot the basics. That he died for us. That he rose for us. And that he gave us power of attorney. Here on this earth. To do the things. He said, greater than these shall you do. It also says that if all the miracles and all the things that Christ did here on this earth was written in books, libraries wouldn't contain it. That's right. 
greater than those we shall do. It's just unbelief. The man said, I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, we ask you today to help our unbelief in the areas where we've become religious instead of righteous. We can't earn that righteousness. It only comes from, it's a gift. It is a gift, the righteousness of God. It comes through His Son. It enabled us to be equal heirs. Oh, you're getting way out there when you say you're an equal heir to Christ. We're adopted. If Norm was here, he could verify this. The Jews, the Jewish rule, uh, belief is when a son is adopted, he becomes equal heir to the inheritance. The firstborn got always got the inheritance. But when you're adopted in, child number six, and there's five others of natural born, but number six, when it comes time to dad's passed away. All right, so you get half and you get half. The other four siblings get nothing. We're adopted in with Christ. His finished work of the cross, everything he come to accomplish, we're adopted in. And now we are free if we'll just listen and see him with our eyes and hear him with our ears. Lord, touch us all that we may hear what you're saying in these last days. Let everyone see Christ in us and upon us. Let us lay down the things that would keep our focus off of you. Peter sank in the water when he got out of the boat because of his focus. He said, if it's you, Lord, bid me to come. Peter, everybody goes, oh, he sank in the water. The man was walking on water. Did we, did we forget that? He kept his focus on Christ. He let the wave, it said he saw the wind and he saw the waves. He saw the turmoil. He saw the storm. Several people in this room has been on that sea. If I read, when I read that after being on that sea, I'm like, I don't see how this could have happened. Because you can see the shores. And I'm going, how could a storm of hurricane category one, two, three, a hurricane be on that little body of water? Could this have really happened? It's in there, so it had to happen. So you think about Peter. He's fished that water his whole life. For him to step out in the middle of a supernatural storm, he stepped out and walked, took his eyes off of Christ, which he didn't realize it was him then either. He thought he was a ghost. He didn't believe at that point either. God knows our unbelief. And He will give you strength to get past the unbelief that you may have in those areas of your life. Three times Peter denied him. But later, three times Christ abolished, wiped out, destroyed those words spoken by Peter. I denied him. I, I don't know the man. I don't know the man. Are you crazy? I don't know the man. And yet, later he goes, you know I love you, Lord. You, you know I love you, Lord. And the third time he was... Being human, hey, why are you giving me so much grief? I just told you twice I know. I knew you. I know you. 
I love you. And yet he asked him a third time, and he answered. I believe that was to nullify the three denials so that Peter could step into his role that God had for him. Keep your eyes on Him. No matter the storms in life. Keep your eyes on Him. He's still the way maker. He still calms the storms. I'm waiting to see if He wants to share more. Why did the disciples not recognize him after the resurrection? And Mary. It's easy for us to pass judgment on them to go, they knew him. Why, why? The two walking to Emmaus, what would you say, seven miles? Seven miles? And you walk talking, and he's unfolding the scripture from cover to cover. They didn't have New Testament, but from cover to cover, talking about Him. Talking about the coming Messiah and the things that He would accomplish. But yet they didn't know Him. Have we as a people, as a Christian people, gotten to the point we don't know Him? Have we gotten so away expecting a different Jesus to show up in our Sunday morning services, in our personal time, in our digital world. I I don't have time for that, God. I've got to go to work. I've got things to do. I've got to cut the grass. I shovel the snow. We're looking for... We're guilty. I'm guilty of looking for a different Jesus. Guilty of it. I forgot the things that he would say to you in those quiet times. I didn't listen to words of advice like my wife gave me. Journal, write all that down. Years and years worth of conversations. He told me one time, I try to keep try to keep a a notepad and a pen next to my bed. Or wherever I'm sleeping. He told me one time that unless you write this down, I'm not gonna go I, I, I need you to write these down. Because if I may not tell you next time if you don't write these down.
these vicious, some of the things that I thought he wanted to share this morning, but I think it's all what he wanted to share. Oh, I understand. Romans 16. For the death that he died, he died to sin ending its power and paying the sinner's debt once and for all. And the life that he lives, he lives to glorify God in unbroken fellowship with him. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin and your relationship to be broken, to it broken, but alive in God in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. I don't care where I go, it's it's all good. That's right. Christine challenged me in the last several weeks. Talking about our walk and getting busy with life. She says, and, and she said it in love, and I mean it challenged me. I didn't rear up like a chicken getting ready to fight, like a little rooster. But it literally challenged me. I think that's what a husband and wife should do. Yes. Or a friend. A friend gives you direction, yes. correction, and protection. Yes. Some of them sting. It's the truth. Yes. She says, you really, really get to studying and looking when you have an assignment. That's real advice. How come I didn't have an assignment other than speaking? Your assignment is to share the word of God everywhere you go. He said, be the light of the world. Not just when you have an assignment. I, I don't think when Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, it was a, he only wrote when he had an assignment. The two-thirds of the New Testament was written when he was busy. They said the time was short. 2,000 years ago, and the time is short. They went. I remember going to sleep in denomination I was raised in, waking up and going through the house, and they had left, gone somewhere without me terrified, screaming that I had missed heaven. I had missed. The rapture had come while I was asleep. Busy. Too busy? What's your assignment? What's your purpose as a Christian, as a Christian man, the head of the home? What is your purpose? Years went by I wanted to know my purpose, my absolute. Give me my purpose. I let time, like sands, mm -hmm. slip through my hands. 
even though I was doing my purpose, but thought there must be more. I've got to have a purpose. I don't need a title. When I would go to events, they would give you name tags and they wanted them displayed and what she was, what she was doing. I would tuck mine inside my jacket and button it up. And they're like, security's like, where's your credentials? Put that on the outside. I don't need it. I don't want somebody coming up to me going, Pastor, pray for this. Pray for that. I didn't want that. I didn't want the title pastor at all. Pastor watches over sheep. And sheep are mean sometimes. And messy. But he didn't mention in anywhere that there was an out for it. I don't read of a retirement plan. There's no men of God in here. The only time they retire is when they change clothes. When the gloves come off. And they go to be with Him in glory. As a congregation of family, I have to literally apologize to you for the same reason that my focus has been on other things other than this. I do it publicly as I want to. We come, to, we come together. And at the same time, maybe someone in here struggles with the same thing. Their, their focus is get ready for Sunday. Here we go, you know, and it's, well, Monday, what do we do the other six days? Does it mean we're going out blatantly sinning and caught? He says, Lord, in Matthew, he says, did I not cast out devils in thy name? Did I not heal the sick? Open the blind eyes? He said, depart from me. I never knew you. But I believe. How do you think I worked these miracles? It doesn't, the conversation doesn't continue. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. There was no relationship. I never knew you. That word no, knew, is the same as a, between a husband and a wife. Intimate. If there's no relationship, there's no intimacy. If your only focus is when you have an assignment, there's no intimacy. There's no communication. He's never quit speaking. The broadcast started when he said, let there be. And it's never stopped. The galaxy expands all the time. The scientists have come up. Oh yeah, well the galaxy's still growing. He never said stop. Let there be, and it has. How do we stay assigned? How do we stay Focused. 
just like the relationship with a friend, a husband and wife. Time. I don't have time. You don't have time not to. We don't have time not to spend with Him and get in His Word. Literally, it's for the dry and thirsty people, the dry bones. Oh, the music was, I asked Him this morning. I said, Lord, let them pick the music that you want to go with us today. And oh, I was pleased to hear it. I found a three hour, basically three hours worth of worship. Where's from Jesus' image when you were there? I keep looking for you through the video. It's amazing, three, almost three hours of just, and I'm playing it over and over and over. I played it to one o'clock this morning. It started about 8.30 and I, rewind, rewind, rewind. This morning, again. Each time that I'm actually looking at the screen, I'm looking for you. What's that? Oh, yeah? It's what you watch and listen to and what you focus that gets your attention. Whichever one you feed. Is the one that will grow. I, I don't come up to speak condemnation and make you feel bad. I must show you, behold the Lamb of God yeah. that takes away the sin of the world. I'm the John in the wilderness yeah. crying out, behold. My job is to show you my pleasure, not a job. My pleasure is to show you the one that can take away your sins. It's my requirement. It's my assignment. Daily take up your cross. How did you forget that, John? How did you forget to daily? Because you've become accustomed to, well... Well, let me do my Bible devotional. Yeah, click. Well, they can see I did my devotional today. Yeah, I, I got it. That still didn't pick up my cross. It satisfied my flesh. Well, you did your due diligence today. You did your due diligence. Click. Oh, you did two devotionals today. You. You can go on today and surf on the water today. He created Adam to hang out with him. He would have died on the cross if it had just been for you, Jaden. And he would have got up from the grave if it had been just for you. Just for one man. But it's for all men and women. It's hard to wrap your mind around the fact that God is lonely. In one of Pastor Benny's books, it's Good Morning Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit says, I'm lonely. Nobody wants to spend time with me. 
Christ said, I go away, but I'm sending a comforter. This is my own interpretation. Christ went, Holy Spirit came. The throne of God, if you can fathom, being in the presence of God. They're all God, but yet fellowship changes everything. When there's all three in one, but yet separate. So let's say that Christ went to heaven, Holy Spirit came here. Nobody wants to hang out with me. I'm lonely. The Spirit of God is lonely because we're too busy. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. They were eating. Last time I checked, eating a sandwich or a meal is not bad. Right? Drinking. It didn't say wine. It just said drinking. Getting married and giving marriage. That sounds like living. That sounds like a 4th of July barbecue. They're living. They were so busy that they couldn't focus on God anymore. And the land was filled with wickedness. Eight made it. Eight out of the entire world. Noah became the ark for the saving of his home. Christ is our ark. For the saving of our families. And their families. And their families. And the nations of the world. I've just reached. <laughs> Thank you all for today. I love you all. Thank you. Awesome. Beautiful. Hallelujah. I love John. See, I was waiting for that. I love you. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, buddy. You spoke. Thank you. I was waiting for the Holy Spirit to uh, to quicken what He wanted to uh, have me affirm, because about ten minutes. Ten minutes ago into your word, the Lord was speaking as was the days of Noah. And then you said that. See, what I saw this morning was is really what I was imagining in my mind's eye because I continue to try to, to live. We're talking about relationship and what the disciples experienced and what Mary experienced. And when I heard that as in the days of Noah, what I was recognizing in my spirit, in my mind's eye, in my metal Rolodex, because guys need pictures, right? We just have these pictures. I was just uh, looking at, uh, what's his name? Oh, me, Jesus. Noah. <laughs> See, Althea, I need a Rolodex to be able to come up with a name because there's times I'm saying, Lord, I need a name. And in the days of Noah, his name was Noah. I just pictured Noah having his family just like this. Saying, it's coming. The basic truths. Jesus died for our sins. God made a provision for Noah and his family. But it wasn't anything that Noah earned. 
nor his family. But he responded. That's what I saw this morning. Paul spoke that I didn't come with eloquence of words, but I come to you with the demonstration of the power of God's word. And so I was just so aware that the Holy Spirit was just coming and touching every one of our hearts. Make ready, because the provision has already been made. Make ready. Because we're the family. We're the ark of his presence. It's not a building any longer. It's a temple not made with hands. It's living stones. It's a living ark. The ark of his presence. And Jesus is the ark today. No longer, well, we've moved it wherever we put it. No longer is it a box. God displayed himself in a box in the old covenant, in the new covenant, that very presence of the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So, Father, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for the the power of your word. Thank you for the, the quietness of Holy Spirit that you just etched upon our hearts the very things of Jesus paid the price for all of my sin. And that I do believe I believe that he did die and rose. Father, he is seated at your right hand. But also I believe that the power of the resurrection is in me. And I believe that, Jesus, you have come again in the flesh, corporately in this body that was broken. Now it's becoming whole. So thank you, John. Thank you, Father, for this morning. And Holy Spirit, we'll be attentive We're going to set our busyness. We're not going to wait for quiet time. We're going to set aside our busyness and the distractions. We're going to choose to have that union, that communion with you, Holy Spirit, because you are the one who leads and guides us, who reveals Jesus, who lights our path, quickens and makes alive the word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, for all of you that have been with us this morning, time to put on the gloves. It's time to put on Christ. As Betty Green said, the Word made flesh. Christ, the Word made flesh and dwelt amongst us. So go. Prophesy to the dry bones. Heal the sick, raise the dead, and cast out them demons. In Jesus' name.